This is disgusting. Who in the world would eat this? And Guys, I no, made everybody it. was quiet. And then they all look at Joanna. Joanna goes, I, I made those this morning for everyone. In this episode, we're going to learn from the mistakes of the past and discuss how to share Jesus without being obnoxious. But before we jump in, make sure to subscribe to the show, like this episode, and share it with a friend. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Live Change Podcast. We're so excited to be here. we got a great topic here today. I'm joined uh, by Jason Mitchell and Joanna Wishard, and my name is Chad Herman. And we're here talking uh, about you know faith, life, and uh, we're going to specifically talk about sharing Jesus today. But before we do that, I have a really fun game. You guys want to play my game? I don't know. You don't really have a choice. <laughs> we'll they, see. They do not know yeah, I have what no I have I in these play cards. You absolutely. I probably don't want to play your game. You absolutely want to play this game? All right, let's see. Right, I let's have, I've invented this game. Okay. Like oh, wow. From okay. whole cloth. Yeah, I definitely don't want to. <laughs> yeah, this is making me more nervous by the moment. <laughs> no, this is so good. I'm so pleased with myself. Okay. Right. This is called Rated or uh, Underrated. You don't even know the name of your game. <laughs> I'm still working. It's I'm, hot off the press. I'm... I'm smithing. Thirty seconds ago, I'm sm- No, I have cards. Oh, sm- I'm right. smithing a name, but right. Uh, right now I'm calling it underrated, overrated. Okay. Mm. I am going to okay. give all of us an object or something, and we each have to chime in. Do we think it is underrated or let me guess, overrated? Over- <laughs> I think I got it. The concept is in the name. Underrated or over? I like it. You know something? I like simple it's a, games. It's it's a great game. All right, it's let's a see great it. game. Let's hear it. I'm excited I, for these. I can't wait to see what you've picked. I yeah. think, I, I, and I don't know what I'm going to name it yet, but I'm really excited. Okay, so Joanna and Jason, are oh, you ready? People could vote on what they should name it. Well, oh, if you have a good name for my game, that would be great. Put yeah. it in the comments. And the other thing is, I want you guys to play along. So if, if you're joining us and you have a seat here at the table with us, like let us know in the comments what you think is underrated and overrated, what we're talking about. If you disagree with Joanna, let her know. I disagree. Yeah, like exactly. I, I have don't a even feel- know what I don't I even know feeling, what her first answer is. I disagree. Yeah, I have a feeling people are going to comment about how much they disagree with I Joanna. Can't wait. So, uh, all right. So, first card. Mm-hmm. Netflix underrated, overrated. Hmm. Are we allowed to say neutral? No. Oh, you got to say it's either. It, the oh. game is underrated, overrated, not underrated, overrated, <laughs> or neutral. Or neutral. You literally are questioning the rules of the game within the first 15 seconds. I'd say overrated. Really? Yeah. Okay. You? I don't know that I have a feeling about Netflix. (sighs) I think it's underrated. Underrated. I think it's underrated. Okay. I don't even know if I agree with myself. All right, next. (laughs) You just went with the crowd. You went with Chad on that. (laughs) Wait, what? Pressure. She felt pressure and she folded. Underrated? Well, overrated. It's like the number one... Movie streaming platform, how can it be underrated? I think Netflix has better content than a lot of streaming services. That's my point. Oh, I see. No, yeah, I would better yeah, I would original content. Mm-hmm. So the British royal family. Underrated, overrated. Extraordinarily, unequivocally oh. overrated. <laughs> it's I, a family. <laughs> I don't even know what they I honestly don't know what they do. Um, I don't think I would say overrated. You say but overrated, but that doesn't too? mean that I don't enjoy like following along. They don't run the country, do they? Uh, no. Well, no. then what's the? Po- I don't understand. I really don't get it. They are the definition of a figurehead. 
Okay. They they represent leadership, but they are not themselves leadership. Mm. So, so why that? What's the big deal? It's I I don't know. It's like it's like we have our own celebrity gossip. I don't know why we need to ship gossip over from yeah, overseas. We, we don't need that import. Well, they do it in an accent. Oh, that's why so we I feel like, like it. people like that. Uh, they do always seem classier. Now I do like I uh, do like um, Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yes, everything that's, said in a British accent is yeah. Just so all right, they're underrated. Then I'll I, go. With, y'all switch my opinion. I'm just gonna say I want to hang out with Kate and William. I want to go out to dinner with them. I think that they would like me. And I just want to say I don't know who that is, uh, but I'm assuming that's the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my. Someday. Well, Someday. Someday she will be. TED Talks. Underrated, overrated? Underrated. Underrated. And I wish I watched more of them. Over. Yeah. Overrated. I'm going to go overrated on this one. TED Talks are overrated. I feel like everyone has a TED Talk now. I have a TED Talk. Exactly. See, this is is what I was getting at with Netflix thing. It's like it's so... Saturated. Saturated that is yeah. that becomes it loses thing. Like yeah. everyone has a TED Talk now. Joanna, yeah. you can get a TED Talk. You just call but everyone them up. has everything now. That's yeah. very true. It's true. You know what's not overrated? Podcasts. That's true. Completely. Let's start underrated. something called Ned Talks. <laughs> <laughs> our own it's our own version. Yeah. All right. It's actually six hour talks. <laughs> on a, it's everything opposite. On completely irrelevant content topic. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you guys seen the latest Ned talk? Yeah. On the difference between walnut and oak. <laughs> Beekeeping. It's just no, that would be good. Just <laughs> just like, dumb topics. <laughs> All right. Cross the line, Chad. All right, what's next? Target. Underrated, overrated. Careful. Mm. This this is overrated, but I still love it. My wife will have strong feelings about however we respond. Yeah, I think it's overrated, but I still love it. Jason? Uh, I, I have no feelings. I, I think Target is... It's not no feelings game. Yeah, you have to have right. feelings. You're right. What were you going to say, Chad? I, I'll probably I, go with you. I think <laughs> I think Target is underrated. Underrated? Why, I, though? I, no, I mean, I feel like they get plenty of attention and That hype. is true. You know, like, there is a level of fandom, and it is just a... St- I'm going to change. Overrated. I do right, think I'll it's overrated, overrated, but I love Target. Right. It's okay to for it to be overrated. overrated and for you to love it. Yeah. Did you guys all say over, we all said overrated? Yeah. All right. Cool. Like Col- a super overrated. Collecting shoes. Shoe, huh? shoe collections. Sneakers. Oh, you mean, you know, like sneakerheads? Yeah. Like, okay. Collecting Air Jordans and stuff like that. Did I say that right? Air uh, Jordans? Yeah. <laughs> I think overrated. that's overrated. But that's just because that's not my jam. That is, that's so not. I can't necessarily relate to it. I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Do you think that? Can you get a return on that investment? <laughs> yes. They, All right. Well, then I'd say it's, underrated. It's, it's bartered like, like. Well, then I'd say money. underrated. I think yeah. it's a good investment. Then. Uh, Jason said that shoes are a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Put that in the show notes. Yeah. You know, taking over for Bitcoin is shoes. Oh my gosh. But it's not like. But I don't think it's the shoes I buy. I don't no, think right. we're the target it's not audience. Like I don't think we're the target market for yeah. shoes. I don't. I've think, seen our shoes. Yeah. I have friends that are big sneakerheads, and no. they're they're not shopping at Kohl's for their You're shoes not going like to I DSW. am. DSW, be like, yeah. yeah, it's a good eighty dollar pair of shoes. I'm going to turn around for Dude, ninety. But I've seen some of the shoes they collect. Some ten dollar, just ugly. Ten dollar profit. Joanna's mules. See, I, I learned that from you. Just said you've seen some shoes that are ugly, and then you said <laughs> Joanna's mules. 
That was a Freudian slip. That yeah. was unfortunate. Rude. That I That's there was a, you, yeah. There was meant to be a period between. Hey, the two Chad. One time, I walked into the communications office, and this is where Joanna works. This is so embarrassing for me. So I walk <laughs> I in there. I walk in there, and they got all this food laid out, <laughs> and it, they had already eaten it, but it was kind of all laying out. So I pick up so this terrible. this piece of bread. And I hold it up to everyone. There's like 20 he people in the office. was so emphatic about it. I was it. so, I don't know why I was so passionate. I go, this is disgusting. Who in the world would eat this? And Guys, I no, made everybody it. was quiet. And then they all look at Joanna. Joanna goes, I, I made those this morning for everyone. <laughs> and I was, I've apologized. Haven't I? All like, the time. I still apologize. Like I felt so. I was like, well, I'm, I'm sure they're good. I'm sure they're great, actually. No. I was like banging it. One <laughs> I was like, look, guys, it's a hammer. When you reach those moments, this is just a public service announcement. Sometimes you just go, um, yeah, I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> I think I do. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was you, a good you time. You can't save yourself from that one. No, I was very sorry. I've I, never baked again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Please, I, I know how the wishers like to culinary uh, stuff. Farm to table. Speaking of farm to table, underrated. Uh, I think that's overrated. Oh man! All right, break the tie. Duke it out. Duke it out. I convince me. I think the concept is really cool. I just think it's like an overrated thing, and then it becomes like way expensive for the sake of like being an overrated trend. Well, thing. but he didn't say overpriced farm to table. He said farm to table. Like, so you think it's overrated? to take food that's naturally grown from the land. <laughs> you think well, that's that, overrated? If that's your hey, definition. Every of food you're table. eating. Farm to table. No, see, this is why I call it. But you mean the concept of like farm to table. I do. The, okay, like so you think the concept of, of naturally grown foods on a farm I know. To, yeah, but farm to table has taken on like this thing of its own where yeah. it's like now you're at like fancy dinners you're at talking restaurants about the branding, who only do the marketing of it. Yeah, I that I think that. is overrated. I, yeah, I, th I think it's gone too far. I, I think and I what would you prefer? But, I, so no, I'm just interested in what you'd prefer. This is my point is everything we eat factory is farm to table. To table. Like, Plum do you think they're manufacturing cows in a factory or something? It's all farm to table. It was on a farm. Now it's on my table. Uh, Am I wrong? Well, I guess you're kind of right. Like, I it, guess it, you're kind of right. I, I don't think they're okay, making you're, you're corn right in a that. beaker. It, it, it was on a well, farm. It's know. just how many stops it went from the farm. Yeah. You're probably right. I just mean the concept of farm, like the... The marketing of yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. Don't be mad at me if, if I got Chad, it how long is this game? Wait, one more minute. Oh, man, there's so many good ones. Avocados. Underrated. Yeah, underrated. I love avocados. I could eat avocado. No. no. Let me tell Both you about of a you great, are wrong. No, let me tell you about a great guacamole recipe that I just did <laughs> like a week ago. I'm you not need joking. to eat it I and be it. like, this is gross. It's like five ingredients, but it's, some of it's going to surprise you. Obviously, avocados, mm -hmm. lime juice, right? Not Salt, surprised. Not right, surprised. Right, right, right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Strawberries. Oh, you're surprised. I'm a little surprised. Strawberries, pecans. I don't like pecans. That's, that's not. Then that's, put your favorite. That's not guacamole. You know, I don't really like any kind of nuts. All right. Well, you, I you can't just, help you with that. You made a weird fruit salad. I thought that's you were going to say mangoes. It's amazing. I had it down in Alabama a couple of weeks ago, actually. All right. Mm. We're going to leave on the show notes. I bet you was at a farm to table place. <laughs> actually, kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. farm to table. It was weird. It cost $290 for my bowl. <laughs> I had to pick the strawberries myself. 
There you have it. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to leave a sh- oh, in show notes I don't like Jason's that. recipe for his strawberry, what, strawberry guacamole. Picking? Yeah, put that recipe in there. Yeah. I just gave it to you. It's so easy. Yeah, it's, And it's, you guys will like it. You got to put pecans. So it's a little southern twist on it. Pecans. Oh, there, you there you go. Better you than know. boiled peanuts. No. <laughs> boiled peanuts are amazing. Not in guac. Not in guac. So we'll bring this game back. Uh, That's a fun game. So we... we Here's why I wanted to play that game. Uh, when when things are underrated, or even when things are overrated, we get really excited to share about them. So, like when I get stoked about something, I actually take it as a personal vendetta to tell people about it. Like uh, when I go to a really good restaurant, I feel an incessant need to tell people about my experience at this restaurant. Like I just was talking about getting my hair cut, and I wanted to tell everyone, like you got to go to this lady. She cuts my hair. She's amazing. And and what we're talking about today seems to kind of fit in with that. We're talking about sharing Jesus. But there is nothing that is as critical to our faith that is also as fear-inducing in our faith, quite like sharing our faith with others. So today, we're just going to talk about it. We're going to—I don't know why I had like a little accent there. <laughs> talk about it. Um we're gonna we're gonna tackle this head on. We're gonna help people. You know, hopefully, all of us walk away a little bit more encouraged. So, so what do you mean when you say sharing Jesus? That's a good. That's a good. That's a good clarifier. So central to our faith is sharing sharing the good news about what Jesus did for us in our lives. And so when I talk about sharing okay. Jesus today, and when we're talking about sharing Jesus, it's about helping other people to be introduced okay. to this faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and hopefully have them you know, experience the same life change. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. so first question I have for all of us is telling other people about G, uh, Jesus and our faith and encouraging them to take part seems to be a bit unique to Christianity. Why is this sharing our, our faith and Christianity synonymous with each other? So like you don't see a lot of other faiths so aggressively or eagerly mm-hmm. is probably a better way of saying mm-hmm. it, going out and trying to and I'm going to use this word lightly, mm-hmm. convert mm-hmm. people like Christianity. So why is Christianity, why is it such a basic tenet of Christianity? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, I think it, honestly, it kind of stems back from a command in many ways that Jesus gave us, which was the, one of the last things that he said was, was to go into all Matthew 28, to go into all the world and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, teaching them, you know, who I am and baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So um, at the very, like, most root sort of foundational uh, level, it's it's our Savior um, who we've placed our trust in has told us there's more people that I want to know me and I want you to tell them about me. I mean, like, that would be the start, one of the starting points. Mm-hmm. At least I think, and you think that's kind of unique to Christianity is this this call to share, and Christianity is like, no, this is too good. Actually, even the gospel, the word gospel, good yeah. news, yeah, it's like we want other people. It's to hear about news. This. That's right. To be told, not a set of rules to be adhered by, not um, ethnic. Uh, sort of, you're born into it, and so now you sort of had to live underneath the, the, the constraints of being born into it. I mean, so it's none of that. It's, it's at the fundamental sort of um, nature of, of the, our faith is it is good news. And news is always meant to be 
shared or else it's not news. It's just it's your biography or something. Well, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like even at the handful of times in the new Testament where like Jesus had encounters with people and then basically told them to go tell others about that encounter. It was never about like, now go tell people like how to live their life. Like, so like the rules are the things you guys were just talking about, but it was more so like, go tell people what has happened here today or what mm -hmm. you've That's just good. experienced or um, what maybe Jesus has done for them. Um, so it's like, go, go share more about that than with people around you. That's really good because what makes that different is like it, when we share anything we're excited about, we always share from our personal experience. Yeah, totally. So we it's like do. more of the story aspect, not like go share the religion. It was like, go share the story. Like mm -hmm. a good example is like, if I'm excited about Target, I'm not going to tell you there's this place called Target. I've never been there. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, I went there. This is what I experienced. And yet, you know, I think sometimes we forget that sharing our faith is supposed to be the same way. It's like telling the good news of what happened to us with mm -hmm. others. So is telling other people though about Jesus uh, critical to being a Christian? So here, here's a question. So like, if if up to this point, and I've lived as a Christian, I, I love Jesus, and I've you know I've celebrated Jesus, you know you know transformation in my life, and he uh, he gave his life for me, um, but I haven't really shared. I haven't told any other people. I've kept it kind of to myself and my faith as a secret. Do I have to? Is is that critical to to my faith? Well, I think it depends on the way you just use the word secret. Because there's something to me that's different around like I'm actually keeping it and choosing not to tell anyone versus like maybe I actually don't know how or I'm not comfortable doing that. Mm. So there might be like a slight nuance around just even the word secret. Yeah, but what do you think? Do you think that's like, um, isn't that a choice though to say I'm not comfortable doing it or I don't feel equipped to do it? Isn't that still a choice because you choose not to be equipped? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I and guess. And maybe I if mean, it's like the choice, whether it's like on purpose or it's yeah. just like um, complacency sounds like too strong of a word, but it's just like, yeah. I don't know how to wade into that and I don't know how to do it. So it's almost like you're more paralyzed potentially than like you're just purposefully choosing not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, we, one of the, I, I think that's interesting where um, Joseph of Arimathea was called a secret disciple. And apparently he was following Jesus and uh, other, no one knew it. Hmm. And so, but he was a disciple. So, so now this was before the, this was for the resurrection and all that. And okay. I'm assuming after that, some things started changing maybe for him and all that. But, but my point is there's a process too. Some people may be just following Jesus. Some people may be just and they don't really know how to talk about it, maybe, yeah. or they don't know to, yeah, you know, or they're scared to talk about it a little bit because they don't know the cost that that's going to bring or or whatever. And so for for some people that they hear that and they go like, oh, that's that's a little freeing to hear. Like you know, maybe it's maybe it's not you know you know uh, the mission critical right away. But is there something that happens to us? when we overcome some of those fears, when we, or when we do develop a sense of like, I, I, I don't want to take this secret with me. It's too good. Jesus has changed my life too much. Is there something that happens to us as Christians 
when we start to share our faith? Definitely. First of all, you're, you're following through on the command of Jesus, and Jesus always blesses obedience. So, yes. I mean, so one is you'll experience, I think, blessing as a result of that. Two, you talking about your faith forces you again and again to relive the story of God's faithfulness to you. That's always valuable. Um, and then it also helps you to articulate... Um, it helps to strengthen it when you get questions about it too. Yeah. Well, what about this? What about that? What about that? And if you don't have an answer, that's fine, but it drives you back to the scriptures or it might drive you back to, to community, you know, of other Christ followers to, to kind of go, Hey, I got question about, I don't really know. And that, that's a valuable thing. Yeah. So to me, you're obeying what Jesus Christ said to do and he'll always bless obedience. You're strengthening your own, convictions because it'll cha- it might get challenged and that'll lead you back to why you believe the things you do. And third, it will remind you of God's goodness and faithfulness. The more you tell his story of his goodness and faithfulness, these are all really good things. So Joanna, I, I'm sorry, Jason. I was just going to say though, but you, you, you said a question that was interesting a moment ago when you said, can you be a Christian and not share your faith? I think, or something, I think that was kind of one I, of the ways it was pretty strong. Yeah. Well, the answer is you can be a Christian. Absolutely. Cause the way you become a Christian is, you trust in the power of Jesus Christ to save you from your sins by faith and by grace alone. That's how you become a Christian, not because of anything you do. Mm-hmm. So it's because of you trust in everything Jesus Christ has done. Now the question becomes, how do you grow? How do you, how do you uh, experience the fullness of life that Jesus has for you? You're already a Christian. And one of those ways is you go and you share that and you talk about all that. So to me, it's not a matter of, can you be a Christian? Absolutely. But you can be a Christian and still hang on to a lot of things that maybe aren't great for you, or you can choose to resist God's nudges to grow, and you stop growing. So you you never, Paul talks about it in one of his letters as, you never really move past the milk. Like it's all baby stuff, yeah. and there's meat out there. So how do you get the meat? Um, you do the things, you keep obeying what Jesus said to do, and you grow and you put down deep roots and, and all that. I love that. Joanna, so I happen to know you, you friend, are, are, you're very open about sharing your faith in, in very different ways. Like on, uh, like you're constantly inviting people, your family is, is big on inviting people to church. And, and I know you uh, are very involved in your community. And so I'm kind of curious, have you felt your faith grow or deepen or change in some way, the more emboldened and, and, and the more you have kind of put yourself out there and, as LCBC likes to say, get out there. Mm-hmm. So the more you have gotten out there, yeah, have, has there been changes in you when you get out there? Yeah, it's funny. Like what's interesting, I think, about the question or the, the topic even is like what constitutes as like telling someone about your faith. And I think that's probably what I'm wrestling with even in your in this question is like I think a lot of sharing your faith is also like how you show up and how you um, like interact with others or like, you know, sometimes like at LCBC we'll say like, is your love easy to see for me? And even like for my family, it's like, well, yeah, let's not miss opportunities to like for Finn to invite friends to like Easter, like at school or something like that. But for us getting out is like, how are we just around people that um, like we're out of like the church bubble or like the building or, you know, and actually like in our community around people who don't know Jesus. So then 
I don't know. And maybe that's a cop out. And like, we can talk about that. But some of that, I think like, I just want to be around those folks so that I can share like my personal story or just uh, do life with others that then it's just like one, uh, like, then you just like wait for the doors to open that yeah. like, you're just doing life with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like, I don't know, like when personal crises hit or mm-hmm. when something you're like, Hey, I'm really challenged by this. Can you process it with me? Like then you already have some relationship that it's like, um, yeah, equity there yeah. that you've kind of built up. Totally. And, and that makes sense because ultimately we're, we're, we want to share our faith. Like I, I, I get that we, we want to share our faith, but it does make sense that it's a journey. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not always words. Sometimes it's how we live, how yeah, we look absolutely. differently, how, um, how we care for others. It's all sharing our faith. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, my my own study of like the the you know Christian faith has discovered like ultimately Christianity was synonymous with care and love for others more than anything else for for thousands of years. It was you know the, how we loved others, how our love was visible that compelled people to become Christians. Mm-hmm. So. And that's that's directly in line with what Jesus said in John thirteen when he said, "They'll know you're my disciples by the way you love one another." That mm-hmm. is the distinguishing, defining mark of Christianity. Now, here's the difference, though, and here's the interesting thing. There's a lot of people who love other people. So this is why Peter, I think, comes back in First Peter. I think it's chapter 3. It's in First Peter, though. And he says, always be ready, though. Like, live a distinctive mm-hmm. life. Patience. So think about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, peace. Live those fruits, and you will be distinctive in a world that isn't those things. And Peter says, but be ready to give a response. That's so when good. people ask you, that's the hope is that it's such a provocative way of living. Kingdom way of living is, is counter sometimes cultural and that will make you stand out. And he says, always be ready to give a response with gentleness and humility. Oh, I love that. Respond in those ways. So sometimes it's just creating the relational equity to where when you get asked or when you can show up now, you've got to, and you're ready to give a response. So I don't think it's enough to just say, well, I just love people. There is, because again, love, we're all creating the image of God and God's common grace means that everyone's cap- capable of loving, not just Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The distinctive mark then comes on the other side of that, of why we do that, why we wash feet and serve and all that, right? All of these things. Yeah. There is an element of then going and, and saying, I'll tell you why I do these things. Love gets us an invitation to share Jesus. Yeah. But sometimes we don't go to the party. Yeah. It opens the door and then there's that choice of, do we step in? Yeah. Like it opens the door for a conversation. But sometimes we're like, well, the door's open. I'm going to walk past it. And... Going back to Joanna's point earlier, yeah. your point when you were saying, and sometimes that's because I just don't really know how to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, I'm afraid I'll lose the relationship if I have, I mean, like there's all yeah. sorts of things maybe that kick in that keep us yeah. at that point. Yeah. And I'll be the first to admit, even personally, like that is really hard for me. Like even the times that I've been able to talk about my faith with others, it's be it's been because of a relationship or something that's happened in our own personal story or someone, you know, has just said, Hey, how did you guys get through that thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, well, I can tell you like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then that's much more natural. Um, it, it personally, like it is difficult for me to just be like, Hey, like, yeah, you know, come to church with me or, um, but that's believe in Jesus because like those moments, like that is more challenging for me. Um, Oh, I see. 
But I think that that saying come to church with me is, at least from my experience, is a little bit easier than let me figure out what to say to you now. Like I've got to have the right words. I think that I, I still think the easiest way to introduce people to your faith and like to, to, to share in your faith, right? Um, what, what, what you want people to understand about who Jesus is, is still to invite them to sit with you at church. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, and I think that's biblical. I think what, what, um, in John four with the woman at the well, remember she has this encounter with Jesus and she goes back to the town. Jesus is still at the well she walks the couple miles back to town and she says, you guys need to come with me. That's a come with me. Like I don't have, but come with me. And then she actually says, could this be the most, like, I don't even have it all figured out yet, Mm -hmm. but I think this is, I think Jesus is real. And I think you, so come with me. That's to me, like that's the modern day equivalent of, um, yeah, I, I, I'm learning some things at this church, and I hey, come sit with me. Mm-hmm. Come sit with me. If you yeah. want to know why, I, I I don't know. I can't articulate it fully, but just come sit with me. Yeah, and I totally That's agree legit. with you. I just will be quick to admit that is like those are palm sweaty kind of moments where you're like, okay, I'm going in. Like <laughs> this goes well. Like, <laughs> well, um, okay, so th- that actually, I think it's hard sometimes. Yeah, because I think we're f- afraid of rejection. Yeah, totally. Every time I invite someone to church, I feel like I'm asking someone to prom, and I'm afraid they're going to say no. <laughs> now, what, like I feel like I should give though? my neighbor a corsage and be like, "Hey, you want to want to go to church? I'll yeah. get a limo." But no, no. But why? Why does it feel that way to you guys? Just invite to church because would you feel that way about again? You mentioned the restaurant or the, totally. the Target or something like that. Like you wouldn't feel that way about that. So why does it feel different to go? Yeah, if you want to, I'd love for you to come sit with me. I think it has to do with the fact that there is, I I think it's probably some of the yuck that's gone into evangelism, okay. which is a, a big word of basically saying share Jesus with others. Um, there's some yuck that has happened over the last hundred years mm-hmm. where people are like a little bit hesitant to uh, to engage with people that want to bring them to church or convert them or I see. So the fear in some ways is like, Oh, are they going to think I'm weird TV, late TV night preacher person for asking or sales pitchy, like a used car salesman that's selling Jesus and and hawking Mm -hmm. Jesus. And it's like, but I guess that's where the relationship makes up for that. If you've got a relationship with the person, because they would know you're not that person potentially. And the best is when someone, when you live a life that it just shines Jesus, Yeah, they often will sometimes, often sometimes, they will sometimes come to you with right, the questions. Right. And so, but let, let's stay with that. And let's say like, you know, why is it that sometimes sharing Jesus with others feels like a sales pitch? Like, why does it feel like when we're inviting the church, it feels like a sales pitch? I compare it to when my daughter is, is in track and I'm selling subs for her because it's supposed to be her, but she's not. And uh, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm shelling these subs out to people, and I'm asking friends and family, like, "Hey, do you want to buy some subs?" They don't want to have. They don't want to have to say no. They want to say no. They don't want a seven dollars sub from my daughter, uh, but they feel like they should, and it feels guilty. And it's like, so I even hate to ask because it's going to be weird. Do you want to buy a sub? And and I kind of wonder if if that's how people feel about sharing Jesus. It feels very like, hey, you want to buy something? Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I can. Why see is that. that? Why? Why is? I don't know. I how think do we maybe, take the sales pitch out? 
Because it's not up to you. I think it only feels like a sales pitch if you've got a commission to meet. You don't have a commission to meet. The reason it feels sales pitchy to you, um, Chad, because Olivia's got 19 subs. She has to meet this quota. You have no quota. We have no quota. We only have a calling. We have a calling to go and to, to, to share, and it's up to Jesus. Oh, I like that. It's up to Jesus to, 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 to do the work. That's why the pressure's off. Yeah, that's really good. Because I do think, that's what I was just going to say, is like sometimes I feel like it's the pressure then we put on ourselves that it's like, oh man, eternity's at stake. Like I got to like get in yeah. there and make sure I invite them. <laughs> and it's like, no, I just like need to show up and do the inviting. And like, yeah, obviously like God has... The rat, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like here, even knows already knows and, how and the eternity story is at stake, right? But God cares for them way more than we do, and God right. is going to use the seeds that we plant and all that in their life or whatever to to do something good. It's just not up to us to save right. them. So, yeah. what is up to us, though? I think the invitation. I mm-hmm. think it's the woman at the well. I think that what's up to us is come see, so, come see, and so, that doesn't have to mean, by the way, bring into church. I think that's the best and easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. But come see is. Come have dinner with me. I'll tell you more about it. Come yeah, have that. Or can I, you you want to know that one of the easiest ways to start sharing your faith is ask someone, can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Just just do that. Yeah. And that has opened up conversations. I've done that before with people, like neighbors of mine who were going through a tough spot. And I prayed, God, show me some opportunities where I can bring you up and talk about it in a non sort of sales yeah. pitchy way, right? So, cool. um, Chad, that you were talking about. And they went through something horrible. I was like, do you mind if I, I don't even know if you pray or not, and that that's fine, but I, I do. Do you mind if I just pray with you real quick? I've never had someone say, absolutely not. I'm sure those people are out there. I've just never had someone say that. Yeah. And that leads to, thank you. Um, you know, I used to pray a lot when I, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I don't, you know, I used to pray a lot when I was like, when I was a kid and then my grandma used to take me to this church and. Now we're actually in a spiritual conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I don't know. Sometimes we don't have to overcomplicate it. Yeah, and, and I don't think that every single person that we lead to to Jesus or we we invite to church is going to be our best friend, our neighbor. I mean, th- sometimes some people are quite gifted at at sharing their faith with people, and they can do that on on, on a street corner. I don't think mm-hmm. that everyone is wired necessarily that way. And I do think that, uh, but all of us, I feel like at some point are responsible to share the good news and we're responsible for the action, not the outcome. Yeah. Is what I heard. Like the action is the invitation, the Mm -hmm. community, the care, the love. That's your responsibility. We can't dictate the action because that's what frustrates us is when it's like, I've invited, but they haven't come to church and I'm failing. And it's like, no, you were very faithful. Mm-hmm. You're not failing. You're faithful, and you invited, and you continue to invite. And and, and I'll, I'll remind people of this every now and then when they get because uh, I talk to a lot of people who are discouraged sometimes and frustrated that yeah. the people they love and they're praying for deeply aren't they're not seeing a lot of um, responsiveness to these kinds of conversations or even invitations. And I'll just remind them: um, long before they ever come to church, you can bring church to them. Mm-hmm. Bring church to them. Because every interaction they have with you, you are a representation of Jesus Christ in this world to them. So it's okay. Like, they may not come with you. You can bring it to them, though. And that's how you show up in their life. That's how you, hopefully, you know, you're living. And when you mess up, they need to see you say sorry. I mean, like, that's all evidence of, of the Spirit's working in your life. Um, 
So I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, um, I think we overcomplicate it. That's the bottom line. I just think we overcomplicate it. And, um, I always, I, I mean, I, I don't always, I try to find, if you look hard enough, there's common ground with everybody you interact with that you have an end to talk about church or to talk about, and you can just read the signs, like, like whether or not they're kind of leaning in and open or they're not Yeah, just read the signs and go with it. But I mean, I was, I, I don't know where I was getting my oil, my oil changed and the guy, what was he wearing? He was, I, I don't know. He, let's just say he was wearing a sweatshirt with a, with a hoodie or something like that. And I'm paying to get my oil, whatever. And I was like, dude, our church just got some hoodies. Look just like that. I like that. Where'd you get it? Well, that was totally just my way of bringing up the word church. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see, does he say anything? I'm going to see, does he, oh, that's cool. Where, your church has hoodies? What church is it? And so just read, just, there's always a way to bring it up. And, but, but like, about sweatshirts. So, and I think sometimes God opens the door and we have to be faithful to, to walk through. Sometimes we don't even create the doggone invitation. Yeah. God does. So I was at a grocery store the other day and someone actually approached me while I was checking out and asked, you know, like, Hey, I, I like the podcast. I'm enjoying the podcast. So they recognized me from the live change podcast. And, uh, I was really excited to say hi and, you know, talk with them about it. And, then the cashier was like, podcast? What's mm-hmm. the podcast about? And all of a sudden, I I was thrust into this invitation, open door moment where I'm like, uh... <laughs> and, and, and literally, I do a podcast about Jesus, and I suddenly was like, uh... Right. Uh, what should I say here? And I, I, I started talking, and I was just like, you know, God, I'm going to fumble through this, and, and Jesus, take the wheel anytime. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go and and I started talking to her and she she starts talking about like I I would like that she was like mm-hmm. I I kid you not she's like I used to go to a church mm-hmm. and it's been a long time and she's like I'm just trying to get my life back together mm-hmm. and wow. uh, and yeah. I'm like dude uh, ding ding I mean it's like there's an open door yeah and and that's a woman you never met no this is what happens when you just have your eyes open like that and are ready and what Peter said, ready to give a response. Yeah. And that doesn't mean a perfect one. I mean, you won't fumble through it, but that's fine. All you did was got interested in her story and she starts talking. Yeah. And you just start responding. It becomes, that's what I mean. It becomes so much easier at that point. And I've been a pastor for 20 years and I still didn't have a perfect yeah. Like conversation. It wasn't perfect. I wasn't like, well, I've been preparing for this. Uh, no, I, I literally was like, uh, what? I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Yeah. And yet when it came time, the Holy Spirit, you know, spoke through me and, you know, I had the right words to say, uh, for the moment and, you know, it was real and, you know, I, I, we had a nice conversation. Okay. So, um, but let's talk about Joanna. You mentioned something about, uh, you mentioned something about people that keep their faith a secret. Now there's. We live in a oh, world. I think you mentioned that, and I wanted you to clarify the word <laughs> secret. <laughs> um, secret. Yeah. Um, so, Joanna, you, uh, you know, you didn't talk about secrets, but I did. Um, <laughs> the person, we live in a world. Okay, so we live in a world where it's considered rude 
or even offensive to to tell someone else how they're living is wrong and or to assume that you have any way to speak into their life. And so a lot of people don't share their faith because they feel like it's a personal thing. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, no, that's 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 my thing. And I'm not going to share it with other people because it's just a personal thing. Would you say there is a point where that's just keeping it a secret? Where it's a point that I then I'm keeping it a secret by not telling people? Is that what you mean? Yeah, basically is like, you know, by saying, well, my faith is just a personal thing. I'm not going to share it with other people. Mm. It, it, does that cross the line and become like, now you're just keeping it a secret? Well, I feel like that's earlier, like Jason, what you were sharing, like um, that you're just missing out on getting more out of your faith by like having that posture. And so like, again, like that, I mean, that's a choice I think we can each make, but we might be missing out on having a, yeah, having like a fuller or like a deeper faith by not yeah. sharing about your faith. Um, so, the, so you would challenge that person, but what about the person that says, I'm not comfortable yeah. Like, you know, maybe I'm just, I am flat out not comfortable. So like I have a, I have some friends in my life that aren't comfortable asking people if they want a piece of gum, let alone inviting them to church. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I have some friends that, you know, are just afraid of, of that confrontation that could come or, or anything like that. So what would you say to the people that don't feel that they're equipped to, to, they're not outgoing enough. They're, they're, they, I just couldn't. I yeah. couldn't. And what would you say to the person that says, Jason, I just can't? Uh, I'd probably say you can. I mean, oh, you know, by the power answer. of the Holy Spirit, you can. And the disciples talked about this in the book of Acts when he's like, don't, or no, Jesus told them, he said, don't worry about what you're going to respond in that moment. The Holy Spirit will give you everything that you need. So you can, um, I understand the different personalities maybe are more comfortable in talking about things than, than, than others. I just, again, I, this goes back to me. So what we're, what we usually mean when we say that is we're not comfortable trying to sell someone on something. Well, you don't need to, well, I'm not comfortable telling them where they're wrong. You can share your faith from now until you die never telling someone they're wrong about anything. You don't yeah. have to tell someone they're wrong about anything to, to share your faith. So like some of these are just misnomers about what it means to share yeah. your faith that I think maybe make us feel that way, that we probably need to put on the shelf a little bit. There's a way of sharing your faith without ever telling someone they're wrong about anything. There's a way to talk about it in a way that's, you know, that's just sharing your story. Mm -hmm. So, um, the other thing I would say, though, is there's a difference between you. You mentioned the whole. What did you say? The the word my faith is personal. Yeah, that's true. Jesus Christ brings us into a personal relationship with Christ. It's your decision. No one can make a decision about following Jesus for you. It's personal. It's not private. And those are two different things. Christianity is not a private faith. It's always done in the context of community. It's always lived publicly. Okay, and so when you look at Acts two, it says that all the believers they de they devoted themselves to participating in each other's lives, studying the scriptures, whatever. This is why when people are like, I you know I I got my personal relationship with God, I don't need the church. You don't know the Bible then. You don't certainly don't know the New Testament. You never see these two things separated. Um, 
So faith in Jesus is something we do together. Faith is so it's personal, as in yeah. you, know, you know we're tracking on that. So, um, but it's not a private thing. So I would just challenge and say, find the ways that are natural to share your to share your story that that yeah. are, that are that, that are, have integrity for you that are consistent um, with you. Not everybody's going to get up on a stage and preach and all that. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to follow the show, send today's episode to a friend, and leave a review. The Live Changed podcast is produced by LCBC Church. LCBC stands for Lives Changed by Christ. We are one church in multiple locations across Pennsylvania. For more information about LCBC, resources from this episode, and ways to grow in your relationship with Jesus, go to lcbcchurch.com.